Hello and welcome to the Imola Grand Prix. In fact, no. Hello and welcome to the Formula One Rolex Gran Premio del Made in Italy Emilia Romagna 2022. I don't know about you, but I... You forgot Grand Prix. No. You didn't say well, Grand Prix at the well, end. Grand Premo is Grand Prix in Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It? See, it's a good job that I speak uh, Italian, isn't it, Joe? Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't really, though, do you? Welcome to that race. It, it's a bit of a mouthful, so we're just going to call it the Imola Grand Prix because that's where it is and what it is. But ciao a tutti, grazie a tutti for listening, and let's talk about what just happened. We've just seen a wet-to-dry race. Usually, they're quite tense, exciting. And this was a race in which we saw Max Verstappen dominate, not just in the race, but all weekend. We saw Charles Leclerc crash in the final few laps, make amends to come back to sixth place in front of the home crowd for Ferrari. It's not far from the team base. And we also saw Lewis Hamilton struggling in the midfield. What a woeful weekend for him. Well, his side of the garage at least, because George Russell did well. There's more talking points, and we will discuss those talking points with Joe and with Jimmy. How are you both doing today? Very well, thank you. Yeah. Good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Overflowing with emotions there. Come on. You got to be you were Aussie last time and now you need to be Italian. Come on, you would have like a load of sentences here. Come on, Jimmy. You you've got Italian heritage. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the race then. Jimmy, what are we going to rate the Imola Grand Prix? Probably a six, I'd say. Um wasn't the best race in my opinion. Um yeah. Just wasn't it, yeah, it didn't really have a lot of action to be honest so I was expecting more with a, a, a wet race and then going on to dry uh, but yeah it didn't really uh, excite me that much unfortunately it had moments of excitement but it was still tough to overtake on that narrow track but what made it a better than average Grand Prix for you Jimmy um sorry I'm asking the question on behalf of Joe that was annoyed with you <laughs> thank you very much uh, yeah. in, not in so good case, six will... out of ten <laughs> In that case, to satisfy Joe's... Um, pedantic nature. Yeah, pedantic nature. <laughs> I will downgrade it to a five instead. It was an average race. average. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Joe? No, it was a four. It was a sub... It was a slightly below average race. It was all right. It was watchable. It, it w- if, yeah, if, if you like F1, it was watchable. But... What you've got to give it is that there was drama from start to finish, especially for the team that it was all about, and that was Ferrari. We'll talk more about that in a few moments, but I just want to talk about what we spoke about on the previous podcast. If you haven't listened to it already, go back and listen to our review of the Aussie GP. What predictions did you have joe it was well i said the ferraris were gonna hit each other um and my main reasoning was that they were gonna have a bad bad weekend because the season started a little bit too well for them um they didn't hit each other but they they hit something so um yeah i'm claiming it 
I'm claiming well, it. Well, you're certainly closer there than your other prediction, which was Mick Schumacher scoring his first points. Although, if a sprint race gave out points to all top 10 finishers, then he might have got a point. Well, he would have got a point, but that's not the way it is, so we're not going to count it. Jimmy, can you remember what you predicted for this race? Oh, it was um, Verstappen and Leclerc to uh, collide on the first lap. Well, they so- they certainly had a battle in the sprint, didn't they? they? They weren't that close together in the race because Verstappen was so dominant. And the Red Bulls looked quick. Most of this weekend, they, I think we can agree that they had the best car. I think my prediction was that there was going to be Kevin Magnussen on the podium, and that really didn't happen. Although, Haas were pretty good, especially when it was raining. So, I'm going to take heart from that, but it, it wasn't right. So, so I'm not going to take mm-hmm. too much heart from it. Right, let's talk about the race. I think it's time to give out some awards. Jimmy. Who are you going to give the biggest winner award for the Imola Grand Prix? Um, I think you'd have to give it to Red Bull, to be honest. Um, perfect week from their side, you know, one, two, what more can you do? Um, and Verstappen got a grand slam, I think they call it. So led every lap, pole position and fastest lap. Um, and yeah, Ferrari just, you know, lucky for science on the first lap. But um, it's twice in a row now he's gone out in the first first lap uh, of a race, so that's not good. And then Leclerc trying to get into the DRS zone. Unfortunately, he took too much curb and then ended up uh, sixth. So a bit of a recovery drive from him. But yeah, Red Bull uh, would be very happy with this weekend, for sure. The first Red Bull 1-2 since Malaysia 2017, was it, Joe? I thought they said 16. Am no, I, you're uh, right, 16. It was when Lewis Hamilton yeah. broke down, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so quite a while since they've had a 1-2. Still remarkable from Red Bull. And let's talk about Carlos Sainz. You mentioned him as unlucky. Um, do you think that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, Joe? Like, he has a setback and then he's pushing harder and harder to make up for that. Well, I did. I did say that was my reason for why... I thought the Ferraris were going to collide. Well, part of it was, you know, science having to have a good weekend. But, I mean, I don't think the incident was in any way his fault. Um, it was definitely more Ricardo's fault than science's. Science left in the space. Um, so I do think he was just a bit unlucky there. Joe. Yes. Who's your biggest winner for this weekend? Again... I think it probably is Red Bull, but to, for the sake of being different for the second week in a row, I'll go for McLaren. Um, just because I think last week I also gave them biggest winner, but you guys came back at me said, oh, it's circuit specific. Um, and we come to a circuit that's basically the polar opposite. And turns out it's not circuit specific. Lando Norris was driving a fantastic race in fourth for the majority of the Grand Prix was in like a complete league of his own um, and then obviously with Leclerc spin inherited that podium position so I think another fantastic weekend and it shows that that car is properly in contention to being the third best car on the grid now. McLaren had a great weekend but is it a polar opposite circuit? I still feel like it's a tight twisty chicane circuit akin to melbourne well Mel- melbourne had a mm. lot of lot of straight line didn't it i mean 
you think that entire section, the back section, the entire back section is basically flat, as is the as is the main straight. I think they are pretty different circuits. There's similarities and differences. Well, yeah, but I mean, you look at the difference in the Mercedes performance between the two circuits. I think the Mercedes was not quite a good car. I think that if Hamilton hadn't got held up by uh, a gaggle of cars, which were pretty yeah, of course, I think I think they would have finished higher. But the Mercedes was certainly not on the level of performance it was in uh, in Bahrain and Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see what you mean. So yeah. Or maybe Mercedes did overperform in those earlier races. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to see where the strengths and weaknesses of the different cars lie as we go into the season. But I think it's pretty clear Red Bull and Ferrari are out in front. And then there's a whole host of cars that are battling out for that third position. That includes Mercedes, McLaren. You would have to throw Haas and Alfa Romeo in there too. And Alpine, Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, is incredible. The battle that you've got going on there. Um, I had Red Bull. No, I didn't. I had Max Verstappen as my biggest winner because I think this weekend was probably the most accomplished weekend I've seen him drive um, in his career. And I, I know that that is a bold statement, but he didn't put a foot wrong. He was supreme in all conditions. Yes, he lost out at the start of the sprint to Charles Leclerc but the overtake he put on him later in that race it was a brilliant overtake I I didn't know how he got into that corner so fair play to him uh fair play to Max Verstappen and Red Bull I guess they can share that one given that they're part of the same team although I see where you're coming from Joe with McLaren although speaking of Joe not as in J-O-E speaking of Z-H-O-U why is Paul DeResta calling him Zoo? Yeah, that is a bit weird. And Rosberg was doing the same. Yeah, Mercedes. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go on to Lewis Hamilton, who I gave the biggest loser award because he had a wretched weekend. Um, I'm trying to think of a weekend where it has been as bad as this. Can you can you support me on this? Like, what's maybe maybe Monaco last year, but he. Finished in points in Monaco. That was a pretty bad race for him. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It it was that sort of performance, wasn't it? Um, he was he was no well he was nowhere. But at the same time, things weren't going his way. Um, mm. Like, but <laughs> George Russell performed a lot better, and those small margins they build up and. If Hamilton had performed better in qualifying, had a better start and made the most of others' misfortune at the start, like George Russell did, he wouldn't have had Esteban Ocon pulling out in front of him, um, causing him to lose more positions. If Mercedes had been a bit more aggressive and Hamilton, to be fair, and getting onto the dry tyres quicker, he probably would have undercut those ahead of him. So while the car wasn't there and it looked pretty terrible to drive... I feel like this was a poor weekend from the greatest driver of all time still. Um, and and the, the thing I was thinking was, and I, I, I'm quite a big optimist, um, probably more so than Joe, who's a realist. Um, and I, I still went into this weekend and thinking even Lewis Hamilton could win this race. And I was still thinking that <laughs> about halfway through the race. 
but about three really? quarters of the way in, I was thinking he might not win this race. And the championship is looking like it's starting to slip away. And it's it's tough, but he is a great. He's had he's had poor cars in the past and still won in them. So perhaps he can get a few race wins later in the season. Do you think that this could be the first season he doesn't win a race, Joe? I think it's the most realistic chance of that happening in a while. Um, we'll just have to see how Mercedes developed through the season and sort of maybe how early they stopped developing this car um, just right off the season as a whole and go for next season. I, I don't think that the cars are going to be that different. It's just yeah, the cost, that the is cost cap. <laughs> it limits how much they can throw at it. And to be fair, they've not had many upgrades so far this year. Um, it looks like they're saving it for the Spanish Grand Prix in a couple of races' time. But... Yeah, I I don't think Hamilton is out of the championship or Mercedes. It's not looking great. It's very much an outside chance now. But if they can get their car together, anything's possible. It's looking very difficult. Your thoughts, Jimmy? The thing that I always think about is, um, yeah, they they always say that, you know, they're analysing the porpoising and all that sort of stuff. And they haven't brought upgrades to these races. And I completely understand why they haven't. You know, they need to understand what's happening with the car first. Um, what slightly scares me is if we get to Spain, they've brought a new big upgrade and it doesn't make that much of a difference. I mean, that, that means they've lost about six races and granted they were, you know, they haven't been developing their car, but they've still lost six races and it hasn't gone any better. And it wouldn't, at that point, if they don't, if the developments don't work and they haven't got any better, where do they go from there? I mean, it, then it takes another six races and yeah, they could be in real trouble. Um, so yeah, I hope it's not the case, but yeah, I'm I'm starting to get pretty worried, to be honest. I think um, I look at I look at Twitter, and a lot of Lewis Hamilton fans are being quite toxic towards Mercedes, and I I don't like to see that because they've they are an incredible team, obviously, and they have incredibly intelligent people. This is a sport where sometimes things go wrong like that, as all sport is capable of this. So. I, d- I think that if they are true fans, they should be supporting the team um, and hopefully uh, they can get back in the mix because despite what those conspiracies on Twitter would have you believe, Formula One does need Lewis Hamilton at the front. Maybe not dominating as much as he has done in the past, but it would give us a much better season to have that three-way fight that we've all been throffing at the mouth for between Hamilton, Leclerc and Verstappen. Uh, Joe, your biggest loser. I'm torn. I think I'll go with Carlos Sainz. Yep, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, he just looks so far out of the 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 level of Max and Charles at the moment. He started the weekend quite well. Yeah, he did. Um, but at the end of the day, he had a poor qualifying made up for it was sort of bailed out a little bit by the the sort of extra 20 laps the sprint race gave him to sort of get himself up to p4 um and then okay the incident i don't think was his fault but you know maybe if he performed better on qualifying he would have been higher up and not involved in that sort of midfield scrap um and look the ferrari's been the best car so far this season and to finish, what did he finish? Second, uh, di- um, where did he finish in Jeddah? 
I can't remember. Third. It wasn't top. Wasn't it wasn't top. It wasn't top two. Anyway, yeah. So it was second, third, and then two DNFs. That's that's not good enough for having the best car on the grid, really. Not a good enough performance for having a two-year contract extension at your team's home race in front of all of the Tafosi. No, no. It's just overall not gone well for him this weekend. Jimmy, are you in agreement with me or with Joe or? Do you have your own opinion? Because that's allowed. This is a democracy. Um, I was going to go um, under the same umbrella as Joe. I wasn't going to give the exact same answer, but I was going to say Ferrari. Um, mm-hmm. This is their home race. You know, it's named after the circuit is named after the founder of Ferrari um, and his son as well. So yeah, couldn't really have gone. Well, it could have gone worse. It could have been two, you know, non-point scoring uh, finishes or a DNF. Two. They could have come together. Well, they could have come together. Yeah, they didn't. Um, but yeah, just a shame. Leclerc, you know, you've got to give him credit for trying to push the boundaries and try to get into the DRS zone and, and challenge Perez. Um, but it just didn't work for him, unfortunately. And I just found it weird how Ferrari just lost quite a bit of pace as well. In the sprint race, I thought they had quite a lot of pace, but then, you know, in the the race, they were literally nowhere, were they, unfortunately? No, and I think, yeah, maybe that does prove Joe's point in that the tracks were quite different because Ferrari dominated in Australia. Um, (laughs) They didn't do that in Imana because it was Red Bull that looked like the, the class of the field. Uh, so maybe you're right joe and it's annoying when you're always right i tell you you were messaging me (laughs) i think it was last night you messaged me said i'm correct as usual and yeah you are but (laughs) sometimes we need a bit of variety (laughs) well if we're going to move on to the next section i'd like to explain to you how i'm uh, correct again if uh, if you don't mind go on then because i'm sure it can't be as good as mine well it's the moment of the week, and I'm going to go for uh, Leclerc versus Verstappen in the sprint race. Fantastic battle. Definitely much better than any of the racing we got today. Um, but once again, Max Verstappen came out on top, and unfortunately for you guys, he's both better than Charles Leclerc and much, much, much better than you weirdly tried to argue last week, Sergio Perez. No, 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 I don't agree with this. I do not agree with this. I'm sorry, how on earth can you not agree with this? What? We've now had, how many races? Four Sergio, races. Sergio Perez is We've had nine competitive sessions, Sergio and Perez has been Perez. better in one of them. I'm sorry, you lost your hinges, Joe. You're <laughs> off your hinges, you lost your marbles. You know, in I don't what? think that's right. Right, right, <laughs> right. Name, name the sessions in which... Sergio Perez has been faster than Max Verstappen. Oh, I see. Sorry, I got a bit confused. <laughs> well, Saudi uh, for the for the point of the debate, yeah. um, Saudi yeah. Arabia qualifying. Yeah. I, That's the one. Yeah, I got confused. I thought you were going to say Lecle- uh, Perez is better than Leclerc. No, you yeah. two last week I tried to that. claim yeah. that Max Verstappen amnesia, was not doing as well as Sergio Perez in the current race. He, he wasn't. Now, I think. In what sense? I think that Sergio Perez was extracting as much as he could from it. Verstappen wasn't getting the maximum out of it at that point. But 
I will admit, Verstappen, no, I'm not just going to admit, it's pretty factual. Max Verstappen has a higher level than Sergio Perez. So now that he is performing like he has done this weekend. But it was also pretty factual that Verstappen was outperforming Perez even before this race. And now with this race, one of the most dominant performances we've seen in a while, I think, really, um, winning a sprint race, qualifying and... um, the the Grand Prix um, by by quite a long way as well. I think Max Verstappen has uh, shown you to. But yeah, back on the moment, I thought that battle at the end of the sprint race was absolutely fantastic um, and by far the highlight of the sort of racing weekend. Yes, I I agree that it was an incredible battle. Um, as I mentioned earlier, that move that Verstappen made on Leclerc was supreme. And I would say I can't argue with that, but the point of the podcast is to do so. So I will. And I think that one of the greatest things that we saw this weekend, as well as the Italian national anthem, of course, um, in Italy, we did at the beginning of the race, Joe. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I thought you had a confused face, um, as if to say. No, I was just shaking my head at you. Just generally. <laughs> no, but the, you can't argue with the Italian national anthem being brilliant. This isn't my moment, but... It's a great national mm. anthem. Oh, it's very rousing. It is. It's one of the greatest. Yeah. As I pointed out on my TikTok, you can uh, follow me on TikTok at AJ on the line. Anyway, moment of the week was the return of the cool-down room. And for those fans that don't know what this is, because you might have joined as an F1 fan... After the cool room or cool down room had gone because of coronavirus, basically, it's the little room that you saw Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, and Lando Norris sitting down before going out onto the podium and having a bit of a, a catch up as they had a drink. Um, and you can listen in to their conversations as they're talking about what happened in the race. Now, it was quite good in this instance because you got to hear their reactions on everything going on. They were like, oh, what happened to Charles Leclerc? As if by magic, Leclerc's incident comes up on the screen. They're all watching it. Oh, okay, so he did break the wing there. And I just think that that is brilliant to have that little insight. While the adrenaline's pumping at times, you've seen some great moments over the years. Uh, I can think of Capgate as a, a great example, where Nico Rosberg threw his number two cap at Lewis Hamilton, um, I could think of Fernando Alonso and Felipe Massa having a big row uh, in Italian. Um, Vessel and Kvyat, China, yeah. torpedo. Brilliant, brilliant example. If you haven't already, go on YouTube, type in F1 cooldown room best moments because there are some brilliant moments there. So I think my, the, my moment is not just this weekend, but it allows for great moments for the future it's an investment is what it is joe so while you're correct um in the you know the the moment of the week that you have was a brilliant moment my moment is a moment that heralds future great ones too and with that we'll move to jimmy uh, so my uh, moment of the week was um russell overtake on magnuson and it wasn't at a traditional overtaking spot. I think it was going into the Alevante chicane. Very well done. Yeah, it was just at the top of the hill, wasn't it? 
unorthodox. It was an unorthodox place to overtake. There we go. And um, he did it really well. Caught Magnussen by surprise. And uh, he needed to get past him because he potentially could have got into quite a lot of hassle uh, and got in the same position that Hamilton was in, potentially. Stuck behind a slower car. So it was really important to get the move done. And it was a very good move from Russell. Do you think that this is a critical weekend for George Russell in his relationship with Lewis Hamilton within Mercedes? Um, I don't... potentially um but i wouldn't say so i mean it's going to be times where one person does well and one person doesn't do very well um especially when you're starting sort of in the mid pack because at the start you can either gain a lot of places like russell did or you couldn't get a very good start like hamilton did and then be swamped by a few cars and then just have a way for race especially when a uh, a track is very difficult to overtake on so so yeah um potentially but i don't think so at this stage joe I, I don't think they'll fall out at any time this season, really. I don't I don't see it, especially if they're not fighting for a championship or anything. Yeah, they seem uh, mature enough uh, to keep it about moving Mercedes forward, making Mercedes great again as um, a leader of a Western country once said, or a former leader of a Western country once said, but not about Mercedes. No, about the country who is governing or wanted to govern. Yeah, I wouldn't call it govern. Anyway, we, we shouldn't talk yeah, yeah, too yeah, much yeah, about politics yeah. because we need to talk about Lando Norris. And I'm surprised you haven't brought him up already, Jimmy. No. I'm going to give Lando Norris my honourable mention because he had a brilliant race. It was lonely most of the time, but he got the job done. He got the podium because of Leclerc's misfortune. Um, he's looking brilliant people kept on saying oh these are your sorts of conditions lando um and yeah because he he did really well in russia last year whenever it was mixed conditions um and he did well in imola i seem to remember last year when it was rainy at the start so yeah he's performed once again um and he's looking like a real team leader there at mclaren uh ricardo wasn't doing too badly until he went into the first corner of the race, but I suppose just one straight doesn't tell you a lot about how well a driver's doing in a race. Um, yes, do you agree with me, Joe? Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give the same honourable mention as you. That would be uh, foolish. But I certainly agree with you that Nando Norris uh, is worthy of one. Um, I'll go with Yuki Tsunoda, who drove a fantastic race, uh, P7, which. Uh, Really excellent. Um, come in for a lot of criticism uh, from me in particular, um, but <laughs> which I'm sure he's, which I'm sure he's absolutely heartbroken about. Um, but he's he's proved me wrong today. Excellent race from him. Um, much better than Gasly all weekend, and yeah, deserves some credit. I think. Jimmy, what about you? Um, yeah, that's a very good shout. Um, I would probably say Russell as my honourable mention. Um, I think he he probably got quite lucky at the start. I think he overtook quite a few cars. I think he gained five places because um, Ricardo and Sainz had that uh, coming together. So, so yeah, so net gain of, say, three cars, which is, is very good in the first lap. Um, and then he sort of settled into fifth. Um, then with what happened to Leclerc, he, he went to fourth. And I think... Um, it really highlights what Mercedes are trying to do and try to maximise the points they can. Obviously, Lewis didn't maximise the points. He got stuck in 14th, unfortunately. Uh, but he probably 
The only thing is he probably could have got a podium if the uh, pit stop went a bit straightforward because they didn't put the wing on um, the front oh, of yeah. the car, which probably made it quite difficult to drive. Um, but yeah, um, my honourable mention goes to Russell this week. I think some great shouts there. Uh, they said on the commentary about Yuki Tsunoda uh, that it's the first good race he's had in ages. But Abu Dhabi, where did he finish? Yeah, he, he, like yeah, he place, got lost in all that sort of uh, commotion. But yeah, he did very well there. Did something happen in Abu Dhabi? I think it did, yeah. Oh, actually, that reminds me, Joe. You mentioned to me on Friday a brilliant theory about the end of last year and while we shouldn't be digging these things up is you've got to give the Lewis Hamilton fans something to think about to to fade out what happened in the last few hours in Emilia Romagna so what did you say to me I can't remember it was the bit about Brazil being the last race oh yeah I just thought it would have been cool if you swapped round Abu Dhabi and uh, Brazil because Obviously, the end of Abu Dhabi wouldn't have happened the way it did if it wasn't the last race. That's my opinion anyway. Lewis would have just won it. Um, and then you would have had Lewis starting from last to win the title, which would have been uh, be epic. pretty... It would have ended would have in a crash. That's what would have happened. Well, yeah. But either way, Brazil should always be the last race. I mean, come on. Yeah, it would be fantastic if Brazil... I agree with you there. Um it's just it won't happen because I mean Abu Dhabi's got more money than Brazil, so yeah, that, yeah. that's simply that's until what's the happen, oil dries up. Um, oh yeah, then they've got a lot of solar power there, haven't they? And tourism, so sort of. They've got all the sun. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Can I also Absolutely. can I also say Sebastian Vettel had a great performance and Aston Martin in general? Yeah, I was considering mentioning him too because they got double points, didn't they? After after I called them pointless last week. You love to see it, don't you? Oh yeah, we all, uh, it's great when Seb does well. Other than Williams, they probably don't really love to see it because now they're last in the championship. Um, Albert did well mm. though, to be fair, beating a Mercedes. Along with most. Well, yeah, he did. Uh, he did annoy me because uh, he uh, literally the lap DRS was enabled was the uh, the lap that he dropped back and let Gasly get DRS off him. Like he was more than a second ahead. So if if that literally hadn't happened, if DRS had been enabled a lap earlier, I, th- I reckon Lewis would have overtaken Gasly straight away, and then got Albon because obviously Gasly just did not have the pace to overtake Albon. Do you at think all. it was an inside job? Yes. No. No. <laughs> uh, let's move on. To is it is it your favourite part of of the show? Because it is mine. It's the AJ on the line line of the week. No, I prefer biggest loser. That's you. my favourite part of the show. <laughs> talking, talking about people's failure. That's my favourite part. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> My AJ on the line line of the week. Is that right? <laughs> Actually, no, I take it back. It is my favourite bit of the show because I get to hear Jimmy say that or and almost get it wrong every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my AJ on the line line of the week is <laughs> is um, when Toto came on the radio to Lewis Hamilton uh, and said. Sorry, Lewis, it's a terrible car. And, um, yeah, what, what you had to drive today was awful. Um, and I think that was really crucial. Because Lewis has been used to winning for so long, you need to keep his head up. And the fact that Toto comes on the radio and sort of says to him, sort of, pick your head up and, you know, keep going, um, it'll mean a lot to Hamilton. 
Um, and I don't know if you saw the uh, previous day. I think it was Friday. Um, when Lewis got out of the car, there were some angry words between Toto and Lewis. I'm not sure what they were, um, but I don't think Toto is very pleased with what Hamilton had to say. Um, but that's just my interpretation of things. It could be completely wrong. Um, and obviously tensions boil over with Hamilton. Do you think that Lewis is starting to lose motivation? I don't know. I don't think he is. I just think that he's been used to winning or being in the fight at least the last few years and to have a car that's nowhere is quite a big shock it's probably easier for Russell because he was in a quite a slow Williams the last three years so anything's an upgrade Um, (laughs) so yeah um, I think that Russell may be taking it a bit better because he's got a longer career as well you know he's only 24 Hamilton's got this year and next year and he's out of contract who knows what's going to happen then Um, but certainly um, doesn't look good for Hamilton. I'm sure he'll pick it up at some point, but yeah, at the moment, not too good. Do you think that the fact that Lewis Hamilton now drives for the third fastest team on a good day in Formula One is the reason that he's opted for the third best football club in the Premier League when purchasing? Maybe, yeah, yeah. The one thing I will say about Hamilton is if he comes and wins maybe this year, I think it's unlikely this year, but next year if he wins the title, I think that it'll be feel so good to him, but not only that for Mercedes because of where they've been this year and where they've come from. So it'll undoubtedly mean that Hamilton has worked incredibly hard and is, is a brilliant driver. Um, I think irrelevant of whether he's champion, that that will be the case. Uh, but the relief and the redemption, I think, that will be felt around Brackley will be enormous. You're right. Um, we're going to move on to Joe's AJ on the line line of the week. And what is it? Uh, it was by Nico Rosberg. And it's Max is coming at him, Charles Leclerc, like crazy. Um, he was just talking about sort of the 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 title prospects after the race, um, and I think this race has been good um, in closing up the championship, making it more of a battle, and also uh, proving my point that Max Verstappen is, uh, you know, not a guy you want chasing you down. Um, I think it's added a lot more jeopardy to it. Uh, he also went on to say that Max is a complete animal, so. Uh, yeah. Nico Rosberg is always brilliant to have commenting, um, but he looked like he was taken hostage this weekend. He wasn't at the track. <laughs> he did, yeah. he was just in a small room. Yeah. I don't know why he was there. He lives in Monaco. It's about a couple of hours drive. It's crazy. I, I was musing about this, um, and I reckon that maybe he or someone close to him got coronavirus or something. That's mm. That's the only reason I yeah. can think of. Um, but you're right. Yeah. Maybe he's got other commitments. I don't know what. Um, I hope he's all right. <laughs> My AJ on the line, line of the week, comes from someone that a lot of people are interested in F1 follow on Twitter, and he's called Chain Bear. And on uh, seeing the, the news that F1 are looking to increase the amount of sprint weekends, as we've seen this weekend in Imola, he said that he is pumped with shrug energy. Um, and I kind of relate to that indifference on sprint weekends. And I wanted to get your thoughts. Joe, we'll begin with you. And sprint weekends, 
love them, loathe them, don't really mind. They're all right. They're all right. They're, um, I don't mind having a few a season. I really, I definitely don't think they should become the norm, but they're okay as like a rare occurrence. I think one of, one of my biggest flaws is they sort of give the big boys a chance to just sort of undo any mistakes by giving them an extra sort of 20 laps just to get themselves back up to the position they should have qualified in um you saw that with science um and even with lewis in brazil last year um i think it just sort of takes away that jeopardy of qualifying um so yeah but i mean they're, they're they're good and obviously my highlight of the week was Max versus Charles in the sprint race, so clearly I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'd want too many more. So you don't mind? You 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 agree with me and Chain Bear on this one? I do, Jimmy. Yeah, they're, they're good. I don't think every race should have one. Maybe increase it to five, or maybe at some point even half of the races. But I don't. Oh think... no, that's too many. Mm. I don't know what it adds to be honest. I, it's exciting and you know fans get better value for money on the saturday and friday um but but do you get better value for money on a saturday i suppose it's a race but uh there's practice as well yeah it depends what circuit i mean this is uh, this circuit wasn't the best circuit to have it on in my opinion because it's so difficult to overtake i mean the- but it was one of the best sprint races to be fair i mean i don't think either of the first two they did were that good and that was in Silverstone in Monza, which you would say would were better for that kind of thing, especially Silverstone. Um, whereas this one was pretty decent. So, oh, yeah, and Brazil's was pretty decent as well, wasn't it? So, I don't know. Yeah, it does make sense, yeah. Thank you for your views on that. And if you've got a view and you're listening to this podcast... Let us know. Get in touch with AJ on the line, either by commenting on the website, um, commenting on the podcast app that you're listening to this on, or getting in touch with us on our social medias. Um, I've already given you the TikTok. Uh, my Instagram's AdamJW44, um, and my Twitter is AJ underscore on the underscore line. And you two don't really have social medias to be interacted with do you what i do have is a sensible prediction for miami go on then my sensible prediction for miami is that we're going to have two mclarens in the top six i can see them zap brown going around going yeah and really enjoying <laughs> the american spirit of it all and even though mclaren are a, a quite a british team there's that american i'm not going to say the word vibe oh wait i did um, about the team <laughs> sorry joe um maybe you can make it up uh, by giving us your sensible prediction i think that there will be an f1 race in miami <laughs> now um um yeah i think that ferrari are gonna hit back straight away and have a one tip carlos Sainz in front oh oh yes yes we will go carlos Sainz in front that's fairly bold for a sensible prediction but fair play i think it's all right jimmy have you got anything to add to well hopefully you have what are you going to add to our sensible predictions for the miami gp in two weeks time 
So my very sensible prediction, I'm going to call it very sensible because I think it's a very safe bet, is that Will Smith, Miami, will be played more than once. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> is that a song? Yeah. Sorry, I'm uncultured. Don't you know it? I'm not as cultured as you, Jimmy. I don't think you are. I think if you hear it, you'll definitely know it. Yeah. We'll stick with you, Jimmy. What is going to be your bold prediction after that very sensible one? My very bold prediction, I think, will be a... Um, it'll be a um, Lewis Hamilton podium. Oh. Yeah. See, that was really annoying because I was going to say Lewis Hamilton's going to win the race um, as my bold <laughs> prediction, which is that true. Is they, they, they both yeah. go hand in hand. That it, It's incredibly bold, and I think... Is <laughs> is the polar opposite of the sensibleness of of well Joe's initial response, which was that there's going to be a race in Miami. Um, Joe, have, are you going to bring us down to earth with a more realistic yet bold prediction, or are you going to go as bold as they go? Has podium, but for who? Mick Schumacher. You're not giving up I ruined on this, this are race, you? This t- no, I'm not. I'm not. I, not only is he going to score his first point, he's going to do it by getting third. At the home race of the American team, of course. So it would be a Ferrari 1-2 with Mick Schumacher in third for you. If That is correct. If the forecasts are to be believed. That is worth tuning in for. And <laughs> if not that, then Lewis Hamilton somehow winning a race in... What a dog of a car. Well, (laughs) you better wait and see it. Um, You've got two weeks to wait, in fact. What I will quickly ask, actually, thoughts on Lewis Hamilton being part of a consortium to buy Chelsea? Why not? I I don't think it's that big a deal, to be fair. I mean, he's just owning a small part of a football club. It's just an investment, isn't it? It He can do what he likes with his money. It must be pretty small as well, because if you think... Three billion, Chelsea? That's the going rate, I think, yeah. Hamilton uh, is very wealthy. I don't think he's quite got three billion, though. Um, so, yeah, I think he's only put small. ten million in. Oh, wow, that's... Yeah. You, you almost seem disgusted. Less than one percent? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why is everybody making a fuss, then? It's just an investment. It's literally, as Joe said, it's literally just an investment. You'd be annoyed by Ferrari's press department that that overshadowed Carlos Sainz's contract extension, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. If, it, if he's like buying Chelsea with, with Serena Williams half and half, that's a story. That amount of money isn't any news whatsoever. Well, it is, as it turns out. Um, and I believe, well, yeah. I, I've seen that Lewis Hamilton and Serena Williams, they would be the first black owners of a Premier League football club. That would be newsworthy, um, even though it would be small amounts that they own. Um, and from what I see... Uh, he he's agreed that he would be this is Sir Lewis Hamilton he would be involved in um diversity projects within Chelsea football club um that was the big puller for him um so yeah interesting times ahead beyond his career although i saw someone t- who was it you might have seen it joe someone tweeted that um the fact that lewis hamilton is buying chelsea football club indicates that he is thinking about ending his career and someone replied to it well i saw him buying a coffee last week so maybe he's also thinking of ending his career 
Um, <laughs> rather amusing, but not quite AJ on the line line of the week, as we've already established, because we got three better ones. Anyway, we could talk about F1 for all of our lives, but Joe and Jimmy have some exams to do. Sorry for reminding you, uh, but I'm sure it's already on the mind. So, thank you both again. Thank you, wherever you are, for listening. I don't know if you've just uh, woken up. You might be about to go to bed. We might be talking you to sleep. Who knows? Uh, but wherever you are, whoever you are, thank you. I've already given you the details on how you can stay in touch with us before the Grand Prix in two weeks' time in Miami. Um, please do subscribe if you haven't already to our podcast and leave a rating and a review and let us know what you think is going to happen in Miami. Is Jimmy right? Is Joe right or am I right? Well, there's only one way to find out and that's watch the race in two weeks' time. See you then. Grazie tutti um, and see y'all later. Oh, God. <laughs> Joe's not enjoyed that one. <laughs>